What I'm about to share with you is my theory for the return of Jesus Christ. Nowhere in this presentation am I saying, thus saith the Lord. This is my interpretation of scripture, but the way dates tie together is astonishing, as you'll see. I will present event after event where the dates tie together to the day. You'll see this happen over and over. If we are to believe that we can know the time for the return of Jesus, there should be a consensus for the date of events leading up to and including his crucifixion. This presentation provides those dates which were vital in determining the date of his return. I have condensed this presentation in order to be as concise as possible while still providing scriptural reference and proof of my work all of which will be updated on a timeline as we go. I first had to address the question of whether or not we can know the time of his return. So in Mark 13, Jesus says, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. So right here, Jesus is saying that he does not know. But Jesus as man does not know at this specific time when he will return. Not everything was revealed to Jesus as man. God the Father had chosen not to reveal this yet to anyone, including Jesus. I believe Jesus included himself when he said this to let us know that he only meant at that time, but not that he nor anyone else would ever know. All who know that Jesus is God must believe that Jesus now knows, even though it had not yet been revealed. Books written after this, such as the book of Revelation, was written over 30 years later, tell us that we can now know if we are watching for him. God tells us to watch and we will know. In Revelation 3.3, it says, If therefore you shall not watch, I will come on you as a thief, and you shall not know what hour I will come upon thee. Right here, Jesus is commanding us to watch if we are to know because the opposite of this scripture is this if therefore you shall watch i will not come on you as a thief and you shall know what hour i will come upon thee i believe this is as clear as it gets what he said in mark he said to his disciples at that time and did not say that no one would ever know he said no one knew at that time Okay, so like I said, we must begin with the crucifixion of Jesus' prophecy in Daniel. We're about to see that it wasn't only the life of Jesus that was cut off, but also what Jesus came to share, which was his ministry. Both were shortened by exactly seven years to the day. To this day, there is still not one consensus about when Jesus was crucified, but I believe we can confirm his crucifixion date using two separate events other than the Daniel chapter 9 prophecy, which we're about to cover. The crucifixion of Jesus' prophecy is written in Daniel 9, 24 through 26. Scripture tells us that Israel would be built and restored 70 prophetic weeks after the commandment by God, which was given by Artaxerxes Longimanus. One prophetic week is seven prophetic days. One prophetic day is one prophetic year and one prophetic year is 360, not 365 days. But it says that after 69 weeks, Jesus will be crucified or cut off as it's written in scripture. 
So 69 weeks times seven days is 483 prophetic days, which are 483 prophetic years. 483 prophetic years times 360 days is 173,880 literal days. The date for the crucifixion of Jesus was 483 prophetic years or 173,880 actual days after the decree was issued to build and restore Jerusalem. Okay, so the decree or edict in question was issued by Artaxerxes Longimanus. The day of Artaxerxes' edict was the first day of the Hebrew month, which is Nisan, in 445 BC. The Bible states in Exodus 12 that the first day of Nisan is used as the beginning of a new year based on the lunisolar calendar. The first day of Nisan in 445 BC was the ninth day of March on the Gregorian calendar. This date is confirmed through astronomical calculations at the British Royal Observatory. Jesus was crucified 173,880 days after March 9th, 445 BC. Sir Robert Anderson was the man who determined the correct date for the decree. Uh, he wrote that the Persian edict which restored the autonomy of Judah was issued in the Jewish month of Nisan, which is the first of Nisan is the Jewish New Year's Day in 445 BC. So he goes on to say there is neither doubt nor difficulty in fixing within narrow limits, limits the Julian date. He, he was using the Julian calendar at that time. This is over 100 years ago of the first of Nisan in any year whatsoever. In 445 BC, the new moon by which the Passover was regulated was on the 13th of March at that time. Accordingly, the first of Nisan may be assigned to the 14th of March, 445 BC. And we're about to see the conversion from the Julian calendar to our current Gregorian calendar. So here's the conversion from one Nisan, 445 BC. We see that it matches March 14th, 445 BC on the Julian calendar, which Sir Robert Anderson determined correctly. And our date, March 9th, 445 BC on our current Gregorian calendar. But then we have to take that March 9th, 445 BC date and add 173,880 days. And we come to April 2nd, 8032 for the date for the crucifixion of Jesus. And here's the timeline that I will continue to update throughout the presentation. I then have to determine the year that Jesus began his ministry. Uh, Luke 3.23 tells us that Jesus was about 30 years of age at the time he began his ministry, which was Jewish tradition. The baptism of Jesus was before this date. Luke 3.1 tells us that his public ministry began in the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar. Tiberius Caesar's reign began in AD 14. 8014 to 8028 completes 15 years. Jesus began his ministry in 8028. So the ministry of Jesus began in the year 8028 at some point, sometime in 8028. This means he was born in the year 2 BC, since 8028 begins the 30th year of his life on the Hebrew calendar. So we've added both these dates to our timeline. And right now we know the year Jesus was born. Now we can determine the exact date with the star of Bethlehem. Now that we have the year for the birth of Jesus, we confirm the crucifixion date with the star of Bethlehem. 
In Genesis 1.14, it says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. On September 23, 2015, this was tied to an astronomical star of Bethlehem sign. Exactly two years later, on September 23, 2017, the astronomical Revelation 12 sign occurred, which is believed to only happen once every 6,000 years. Also, many scholars place the birth of Jesus somewhere around September based on other events at the time. So, September 23rd was used twice for recent astronomical signs. Therefore, September 23rd was tried as the star of Bethlehem date of his birth. So, the age of Jesus at the time of crucifixion was exactly to the day 33 years old now this is prophetic years because we are in the daniel 9 prophecy we're using that prophecy calendar of 360 days a year so the birth of jesus september 23rd 2 bc the crucifixion of jesus april 2nd 32 a.d so i believe this is confirmed with the 33 prophetic years to the day. And here is a video uh, by Pastor Robert Breaker. Um, he has this video on YouTube right now. He's The name of the video is Bethlehem Star appeared September 23rd, 2015. But if you look on his whiteboard, he's also referring to the Revelation 12 sign on the same day of the year of September 23rd. I've added his birthday to the timeline. The specific day of the year Jesus began his ministry was then calculated. Jesus began his ministry when he proclaimed acceptable year of the Lord. This is also the day for the Jubilee year. So what is a Jubilee year? God commanded Israel to set a full year aside dedicated to rest, to restoration of property, and to freeing people from debt, servitude, and slavery every 50th year. It is called the Sabbath or Jubilee year. In Luke 4, 18 and 19, Jesus says, The Spirit of, Lord, of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So we have already established uh, AD 28 as the year Jesus began his ministry. Uh, we know that God established one Nisan as the beginning of the new year. So Jesus began his ministry on one Nisan, AD 28. So here we are converting one Nisan, AD 28, to get our current Gregorian calendar date of March 14th, AD 28. And also, in John 2.13, it states that the Passover was at hand, and the Passover this year was on March 27, A.D. 28, less than two weeks away. And I've added his complete uh, ministry date. This ministry date is also the Jubilee year and the date he proclaimed the acceptable year of the Lord. I next wanted to confirm the Jubilee date to make sure that was a Jubilee year proclamation as well as an acceptable year of the Lord. And I confirm that with the birth date of Jesus. So what happens, we'll see.
Jesus would have preached for 4,000 days at age 40 had he not been rejected and crucified. So look at this. If Jesus had not been crucified at exactly 33 years old, he would have been able to continue his ministry for exactly 4,000 days when he was 40 years old exactly. Take a look at the birthday of Jesus being September 23rd, 2 BC. The date of Jesus at 40 would have been February 25th, 8039. Okay, March 14th, 8028, Jesus begins his ministry. On the same date, Jesus would have been 40, February 25th, 8039, Jesus would have been able to minister to Israel for 4,000 days exactly. The life of Jesus and his ministry were shortened both by exactly seven years. I believe the seven years have now become the seven-year tribulation. And I'm about to show you how Jesus showed us that he knew there would be seven years left over. So I wanted to see if there was somewhere in the Bible where we could tie the 4,000 somewhere to his ministry. And I believe that we have it here in Matthew. Before Jubilee was proclaimed, before he began his ministry, in Matthew 4.4, 4, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So right here, Jesus is telling the devil that he is the bread of life. And then after he proclaimed Jubilee, when he was in his ministry, in Matthew 15, 37, 38, it says, And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets full. And they that did eat were 4,000 men, besides women and children. So right here, I believe the 4,000 men represent the 4,000 days of ministry. And I believe the seven baskets left represent the seven years of tribulation. 4,000 years after man was created, Jesus was revealed as the Messiah. 4,000 days of ministry would have been possible at age 40 had Jesus not been rejected and crucified. And seven years taken from his life and ministry have now become the seven years of tribulation. Uh, keep in mind that all these numbers originate in different ways. If you study this, you will see that there is no way that any of this is a coincidence. Now I had to determine the date for his baptism. This is the last date I need in this section until we move to the theory for the return of Jesus. I'm going to show you how his baptism was 45 days before he began his ministry and 2,000 years to the day before the end of tribulation. So right here I have described the chronology from baptism to when Jesus proclaims the Jubilee year or the acceptable year of the Lord and begins ministry. And Luke 3.21 tells us that Jesus was baptized immediately prior to 40 days of his temptation in the wilderness. And John 1 and 2 tell us that there are five additional days before proclaiming the Jubilee or the Jubilee year. Jubilee year was March 14th, AD 28. So these are the different books. I had to use three different books to get this chronology down. So the days between the baptism of Jesus and Jubilee were 45 days. 
45 days before March 14, 8028, was January 29, 8028. And here's the calculation from the Jubilee date of March 14, 8028, to the baptism date of January 29th is 45 days. And I've added that to our timeline. And again, all these dates were necessary uh, to show not only the preciseness of God, but these are all needed to calculate the date of his return, which we're about to discuss. So we now begin the return of Jesus' prophecy. This is Daniel's 70th week, the final week of the prophecy given to Daniel. This will cover the one week or seven years of tribulation that his ministry and his life was cut short. So Daniel 9:27 says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for in the midst of the week, the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. We're going to begin with the fig tree parable. Many Bible scholars relate the fig tree parable to the second coming of Jesus. It's believed that when Israel was reestablished, the kingdom of God was within one generation. It involves the parable of a budding fig tree, and this is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So let's take a look at it. In Luke it says, And he spake to them a parable, Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is nigh at hand. So likewise, ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So right here he's saying that the kingdom of God, we believe, is nigh at hand it's close it's within one generation with the reestablishment of israel but what is a generation and when was israel reestablished so in psalm 90:10 describes what a generation is it says the days of our lives are 70 years and if by reason of strength they are 80 years yet their boast is only labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away so according to Psalm 90.10, a generation is 70 to 80 years long. Many scholars interpret this parable this way. This parable refers to the length of time until the second coming of Jesus. The fig tree is the nation of Israel, which became a nation on May 14, 1948. The reestablishment of Israel until the second coming of Jesus is 70 to 80 years. 80 years, which is the maximum limit for a generation, that would begin in 1948 plus 80 years would end in 2028. Then 2028 minus seven years of tribulation would put the rapture and beginning of tribulation in 2021. I'll believe that we can narrow this down with the Revelation 12 sign, which we're about to discuss. So here is the Revelation 12 sign that occurred on September 23, 2017. In Luke 21, the disciples asked Jesus about signs that will be seen to know when he's about to return, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign 
will there be when these things shall come to pass? And Jesus says in Luke 21, 25, And there should be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. So, along with many other signs in Luke 21, Jesus is telling them here to look to the sky for signs. And remember, September 23rd was the exact day of the year confirmed three times for, the, for Christ's birth. So we believe that this sign on this day, on September 23rd, 2017, was a legitimate sign. What was the Revelation 12 sign? The Revelation 12 sign was an astronomical event which occurs on September 23, 2017 and is described in Revelation chapter 12. This theory uses the basis that the Revelation 12 sign was a major recent sign to determine the exact date of the return of Jesus. Uh, this was an authentic sign confirmed with the prior use of this day of the year. September 23rd is also used for the birth of Christ. This sign is a seven-year warning to Israel for the coming Antichrist. Here is the scriptures where the Revelation 12 sign is described. It's giving the symbolism in, in 12, 1 through 5. And this is why I believe that immediately after this in 12, 6, we see that it points to the Great Tribulation. Okay, so this is what it looked like in the sky. Um, but why is it a seven-year sign from 2017 to the middle of the tribulation or the beginning of the Great Tribulation? It's because after the description and the detail of the Revelation 12 sign, Revelation 12:6 tells us that Israel will flee, which happens at the middle of the tribulation or the beginning of the Great Tribulation. So in Revelation 12, 6, it says, And the woman fled into the wilderness, where God had prepared a place to care for her for 1260 days. This sign is a warning to Israel for the coming Antichrist. For the first half of the tribulation, they will be unaware that the Antichrist is a false savior. What will happen at the beginning of the Great Tribulation? Many Jews will witness an idolatrous act to be the abomination of desolation that Jesus refers to in Matthew 24. They will act upon his warning. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. These Jews will escape to the mountains. Whatever the place of safety is, it will provide sustenance for the escapees for 1260 days. This is three and a half years or the second half of the tribulation and I'm about to show you another reason why I believe it is a seven-year warning and that is that God gave Noah a seven-day warning before the flood in Genesis 7:4, it says for in seven days I will send rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights and every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground so here, God is telling Noah that he's giving Noah a seven-day warning before the flood. But as in the Daniel 9.24 prophecy, this is also the day-year prophetic principle God used for the Revelation 12 sign, which is one day equals one year. 
God gave Noah seven days uh, before the flood, and God is given Israel a seven-year warning before the Antichrist. Alright, so here I'm going to recap the Revelation 12 sign. What I believe, why I believe, it is what it is. So the detail and symbolism in Revelation 12 was written immediately before the warning for Israel to flee in Revelation 12.6. Also, it points to the beginning of the Great Tribulation because this is when the abomination of desolation and revealing of the Antichrist take place. It is a seven-year, 2,520-day warning because this is the calendar method God used throughout this entire prophecy. The number seven is God's complete physical and spiritual number. And here's the calculation for it. The Revelation 12 sign happened on September 23rd, 2017. And the beginning of Great Tribulation of the Great Tribulations, August 17th, 2024. So the beginning of the Great Tribulation was calculated by adding the 2,520 days to the Revelation 12 sign of September 23rd, 2017. Now, since the Great Tribulation is the midpoint of the Tribulation, we subtract 1260 days from the date of August 17, 2024. We come up with the rapture and beginning of the Tribulation date on March 6, 2021, which is right around the corner. This is 1260 days before the Great Tribulation. And the same thing was done to calculate the end of the tribulation, but we added 1260 days to August 17, 2024, and we get January 29, 2028 for the end of tribulation, which is exactly to the day, 2000 years after the baptism of Jesus. I have added all dates to our timeline for the tribulation highlighted all three. In Hosea 6, 1 and 2, we have a 2,000-year prophecy for the return of Jesus. I believe we've always had the question of just where to begin the count for the 2,000 years. This is the one, one of the reasons why it was necessary to confirm everything that was done in the first part of this theory. So Hosea 6, 1 and 2 says, Come, let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us, and in the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. So after two days he will revive us, and the third day he will raise us up. Jesus was baptized January 29, 80, 28, and the end of tribulation, January 29, 2028, exactly 2,000 years. Now we're going to look at a summary of what I believe is the 6,000 year plan that God has for us. In Genesis 6-3 it says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. So I believe that a prophetic year is a jubilee. I believe that creation or man's creation began in 3973 BC and I'll show you in a couple of slides why I believe that this is man's creation date. We know that the baptism of Jesus according to this theory is 28 AD. So total 
uh, between those two dates is 4,000 years because we account for no zero year because there is no zero year when you, we go from BC to AD. So his spirit shall not always strive with man. So we have a specific date with the baptism of Jesus of January 29th, 8028, and a specific date for the end of tribulation of January 29th, 2028. It's 2,000 years. 120 jubilees at 50 years is 6,000 years. So this is why I believe that 3973 BC is used as the creation date for man. Many chronological timelines created by biblical scholars taken from the genealogy written in the Bible agree that man was created around 6,000 years ago. Also, an astronomical sign like the Revelation 12 sign in 2017 appeared around 3973 BC the only other occurrence claimed by many astronomers. This is the sign, 3973 BC. You see the date right there. Uh, so this one looks close to me, almost identical to me, but this is what astronomers are saying that's almost identical to the Revelation 12 sign. I'm not an astronomer, but this is what many are saying. More importantly, God gave us the chronological timetable from the genealogy written in the Bible. I believe this particular timetable is correct with the creation date, given the fact that the astronomical sign that we just saw in 3973 BC was almost identical to the one in 2017. So here we can see Adam. We have on this timetable 3973 BC for the creation. We know that God uses symbolism in numbers, and I want to look at the symbolism of March 6, 2021, and how this date points to Enoch. March 6, 2021 is the 65th day of the year, 300 days remaining in 2021. Enoch became the father of Methuselah at age 65. Enoch walked with the Lord the remaining 300 years before being raptured. Enoch was the first person raptured, symbolizing a pre-tribulation rapture. Methuselah, who Enoch had at age 65, was the longest living man ever at age 969 and died in the year of the flood. Methuselah means death of sword. This is the way Jesus tells us that he is returning to strike down the nations. Enoch was the seventh generation of patriarch, symbolizing the seventh millennium. And 365 tell us to look to the Gregorian calendar, not the Hebrew lunisolar calendar or feast dates. And Gregorio in the Gregorian calendar means to watch or watchful. We have determined all of the dates up through the end of tribulation. However, God tells us in Daniel 12, 11 and 12 that there are two remaining dates after the tribulation. So Daniel 12, 11 and 12 it says, and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be 1290 days. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the 1335 days. So let's determine what those dates are. And here's the calculation for those dates, both beginning at the beginning of the Great Tribulation, which is August 17th, 2024. So 1290 days after 
the Great Tribulation begins is February 28th, 2028. And 1,335 days after August 17th, 2024 is April 13th, 2028. So these are the final two dates given in the Bible before Jesus begins his thousand-year millennial reign. And I've added these two dates on our timeline. Okay, now I want to show you one last astronomical sign that points to the final day of April 13th, 2028, the day before the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ begins. Uh, the Great American Eclipse. This eclipse got the attention of millions, um, and many Christians were watching, who were watching for his return, thought that this had to be a sign. So Wikipedia says the solar eclipse of August 21st, uh, 2017, dubbed the Great American Eclipse by the media, was a total solar eclipse visible within a band that spanned the contiguous United States from the Pacific to the Atlantic coast. This is the first of two solar eclipses, which will make an X across the United States. The other that is going to occur seven years later than the 17 eclipse in 2024. Also, there was another total solar eclipse that just happened on December 14th. This divides both of those solar eclipses by 1,211 days. Also, this sign occurred 33 days, the age of Jesus at the time of his crucifixion, before the Revelation 12 sign. So let's, how, let's look at how this points to the final day of April 13th, 2028. Look at the number of days from the Great American Clips on August 21st, 2017 to our final date of April 13th, 2028. It's 3,888. Jesus said he will raise us up on the third day, and the number that represents Jesus is 888, which I'll show you in the next slide. I just have a hard time believing that all of these things are a coincidence. Here's one source online that describes the meaning of 888. In Christian numerology, the number 888 represents Jesus, or sometimes more specifically, Christ the Redeemer. Again, we know that God uses symbolism in numbers, and it's too much to believe that this is all just coincidence. I thought I was finished with showing you astronomical signs that I know about, but something else just happened and it happened last year, last December in 2020. So let's take a look. And it was the, the Christmas star on December 21st of last year, 2020. So what was the Christmas star? Astronomers call it the great conjunction of 2020 this brightened the darkest day of the year as the two giant planets of our solar system drew closer together in the night sky than they have been in centuries the day that jupiter and saturn appear closest for an earth-based view was december 21st 2020 it was also the winter solstice which is the longest night of the year in the northern hemisphere saturn appears to mask jupiter saturn is recognized as a symbol for satan and Jupiter is recognized as the symbol for Jesus as man. But this sign occurred 1,335 days before August 17, 2024. This is the date of the beginning of the Great Tribulation, according to this theory. This is when the Antichrist will mask himself as the true Savior.
So the Antichrist will mask himself as our true savior at the beginning of the Great Tribulation. This sign occurred 1335 days to the day before the beginning of the Great Tribulation. It points to the exact date as the Revelation 12 sign. The Revelation 12 sign happened 2520 days before the beginning of the Great Tribulation, August 17, 2024. The Christmas star happened 1335 days before the beginning of the Great Tribulation, August 17, 2024. And the thousand year reign of Christ begins 1335 days after the beginning of the Great Tribulation, August 17, 2024. These two signs give us a warning for when the Great Tribulation begins and tells us when everything ends. And here's our calculation right here. December 21st, 2020 to August 17th, 2024 is exactly 1335 days. So I've included the calculations for both the Revelation 12 and Great Conjunction signs for their dates that both point to the beginning of the Great Tribulation, August 17th, 2024. And I believe both of these signs are giving Israel a warning for the Antichrist. And I've added these two dates for the signs uh, along with the day it points to, the Great Tribulation. Before we end with the presentation, we need to look at how the tribulation will be shortened, just as Jesus told us. The 2,000 years from the baptism of Jesus to the end of tribulation is exactly 2,000 years, but the 2,000 year prophecy began 45 days after his baptism when he began his ministry and proclaimed acceptable year of the Lord. So in Matthew 24, 22, it says, And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So this shortened time began on the day Jesus began his ministry and ends when the tribulation is finished. Here's the calculation the of the shortened time the time jesus began his ministry and proclaimed the acceptable year of the lord was march 14 8028 the end of tribulation january 29 2028 so the number of days short of 2000 years are exactly 45 days okay we just saw how the tribulation was shortened by 45 days but what's interesting is that there were also 45 days before this 2000 year prophecy and Jesus proclaims the acceptable year of the Lord. So his baptism to his ministry or when he proclaimed acceptable year of the Lord, that time frame was 45 days. And then the final 45 days from the 1290 mark to the 1335 mark is also 45 days. These 45 days are right before the beginning of the seventh millennium. So we just saw how the 45 days are immediately prior to the seventh millennium or the millennial reign of Christ. But there is another date 30 days after the end of tribulation, the 1290 date that we need to address. The final 45 days are immediately prior to the millennial reign of Christ and would complete the 2000 years to the day on March 14th, 2028. However, there is an additional 30 days immediately after the tribulation ends 
1290 days from the Great Tribulation. Since this is true, there must be an additional 30 days after the 2000 year period in our calculation, after March 14, 2028. Here it is. On March 14, AD 28, Jesus proclaimed the acceptable year of the Lord. And then at the end of the 1335 days, it's April 13, 2028. That total span of 2000 years and 30 days exactly. So I believe the prophesied 2000 years began when Jesus revealed himself as our Savior and began his ministry. This is the final timeline and the end of my presentation. Again, this has been my interpretation, but the number of coincidences are overwhelming. This is why I'm asking for anyone to take some time and review this work. I welcome all input. If this theory is correct, then I believe there should be a sense of urgency because the rapture and tribulation are at the door. Thank you.